Got a man of the people, says keep hope alive, got fuel to burn, got roads to drive. This is Music Heads from 89.3 The Current from Minnesota Public Radio. Thanks for dropping by. This is a weekly chat where a couple colleagues and I gather around and have a little fun discussing some of the new music we're playing on the station and to find out if it's working for us. Support comes from the Red Stag Supper Club with late night happy hour and weekly music, lunch, dinner, and late night seven days a week and brunch on weekends. Focusing on locally farmed and organic ingredients, redstagsupperclub.com. I'm the host of the show. My name's Bill DeVille. It's my pleasure to welcome today's guests. Our in-the-studio host is here. It's Jade. Hi, Jade. Well, hello. Thanks for having me, Bill. My pleasure. And our local show and radio free current host, Dave Campbell, is here as well. Hi, David. How you doing, Bill? I'm doing excellent. This time on Music Heads, we'll discuss the new albums from Vetiver and from Tao and Mira. But first, the highly anticipated new album from Bon Iver is here. It's called Bon Iver. This guy's story is pretty well documented. He sort of became the Dick Prennicky of rock. After holing up in that cabin in Wisconsin to lick his wounds, his career hit the fast tracks, making records with Kanye West and smoking with Slick Rick, all the while trying to live a quiet life in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. On Bon Iver, Vernon still unleashes his trademark falsetto, but it's also evident that it wasn't recorded in an isolated cabin. This was recorded in an old veterinary clinic he purchased near his Eau Claire home. It's evident he didn't make this one alone. It has a fuller sound employing instruments like banjo, pedal steel, sax, vibraphone, and even a horn section. Here's a track called Towers. Bon Iver, the new Bon Iver album. Jade, is it working for you? You know, I was hooked after my third listen on it, but I was reminded. Third? Yeah. It took three. A, a little bit. And here's why. What I threw you off. Well, it wasn't necessarily what threw me off, but the person I was listening to the new album with was mocking the falsetto. Uh-oh. And I think that's something where, because I'm surrounded by people who automatically love Bon Iver, yeah. and he's sort of a god in the indie realm, that nobody just openly mocks the fact that he is using a sort of ridiculous falsetto. 100% of the time, too. Yeah. and yeah. It's, Oh, there's some low register stuff yeah, on here. Yeah, that's a little bit different from, but I think that's something that I take for granted, is that that's Bon Iver's voice, and I love it. But I think you have to sort of take a leap of faith because when you first hear that sound, it's a little weird. Yeah. And it's a little out there. But if you actually listen to it, and I'm a lyrics person, so I had looked up all the lyrics and read them, and that gave me a deeper feeling of what all of the songs actually meant. And by the third time when I was listening to it and I would gotten rid of the mocking voice out of the room. You'd, you'd kick that person out of the yeah, room. Yeah, exactly. I I love it. It's a Grow On You album if you're not somebody who is automatically a fan of Bon Iver. Is there a theme to the album? I mean, did you gather something from the lyrics since you're the lyric person? I thought it was about sort of this growth from a relationship because it sounds like it's almost an epic poem. You know, it starts out with this quiet and then builds up. And it kind of goes through his entire year. There's a little bit of Kanye in the album. There's a little bit of the horns. There's some of the old school stuff like that song that you just played for us had a little bit more of his old school sound. Yeah, but yeah. Dave was even saying he throws in the low register. Is that song Minnesota, Minnesota Wisconsin? Minnesota, Wisconsin. Oh, let it through, Bernie, oh. 
that other guy singing on this record <laughs> oh that's justin vernon <laughs> how about you dave is the album working for you um what's cool about justin vernon is that voice is that it's not perfect i mean he's not hitting all the notes and that's what's almost great about it is well, you that can feel you can feel his ache there is a it, there, there is a painful, yeah. there's an emotional delivery in what he does that he's able to convey that there's just like a raw intensity to it that yeah. grabs you um i don't know if i'm what is it? Nine nine on the pitchfork scale of excellence. Nine five is that, is that what, what they we, gave yeah, it? Nine five. Yeah, wow. I, I don't know. It's like I'm just excited about Justin Vernon as an artist. If you were a fan of the first record and uh, the EP, which I think was sort of an odds and sods thing, I think you're going to be into what he's doing on here. But this is a very different record. It, By what, far, yeah, it, no this doubt. This is like a, in many ways, there's an orchestra of sound on this mm-hmm. record, whereas before it was a much more sparse thing which excites me. I'm done with a guy and a guitar and his feelings. Yeah. You know, I feel like this is the future of that world is that it's a person who's interested not only in conveying something emotionally that's real in his lyrics and the songwriting, but also in the sound. Like this guy is really interested in sound and the people. And that's what this seems with this, like this is all about the sound, really. Yeah. I mean, the production on this album is cool throughout. Yeah. I would take some yeah, chances too. Yeah. The Perth, and something. the lead track, Perth, was really kind of distorted and yeah. dissonant. And the first track is not a radio hit. pretty bold statement it's only his you know second full-on album there is some sort of memory going on in all of these songs where we were even sort of saying maybe he's making up words but even if these are made up words there's something about it that makes it seem almost like there's this foggy memory in your brain where it feels like that's something that might have happened to you too the Justin Vernon dream state no I'm, that's what this record is like in a lot of ways it starts out and it's just this sprawling slow build the songs connect with each other and yeah. a lot of times and i don't know i think that that's the sort of the magic of what he does you can't i mean here we are we're trying to explain it we can't really explain it but f- for some reason it works on all of us and i think it works on all the people that hear it that are, open themselves up to that and by the time you get to songs like holo scene i thought that was hugely interesting you know it almost sounded like the who's i can see for miles for a second Miles, miles, miles. 
you know, lots of different things happening. There's a vibraphone, there's a saxophone. You're talking, yeah, this isn't just a straight-up acoustic busking record at all. Yeah. This is a pretty ambitious album as far as the production of it, I thought. There's some weird stuff on it, too. Like, there's yeah. the whole, like, yeah. Enya keyboard sound. That, yeah, I, there's like, a, <laughs> track number 10, uh, Beth Rest. And, that's, and yes. that, to me, is, like... Shh, don't tell anyone. I've got a couple of Enya records that I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to go to another place for a little while, you know? And so for me, like hearing that thing, I was like, finally, <laughs> I was right all along, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it's definitely for people who are like, these are the hip sounds and these are the not hip sounds. And he's taking from both. Equally, exactly. Equally, yeah. equally in many ways. And so I think in that way, it's adventurous and it's gutsy. And it's like, this is what I like. This is what I'm into. This is what I'm all about. And, you know, if you can get with that, you're going to love this record. If you don't like the saxophone, you might want to find somebody else to maybe get <laughs> well, into. Well, there was hints of all that stuff at Gang, so I guess all yeah, of it isn't that it's, surprising. It's not going to surprise you. <laughs> it's too. been breeding. The yeah. auto-tune in here, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. been breeding. That's our man Boney Vare with the new self-titled album. This is Music Heads from 89.3 The Current. Dave, you're up. Vetiver is a folk group headed by songwriter Andy Kabik. Uh, born in Virginia. Kabik formed Vetiver sometime after he moved from North Carolina, where he was attending college, to the city by the bay, San Francisco, known at first for his association with Devander Banhart, co-writing some of the songs on the Cripple Crow record. Since then, Vetiver has been a band that has come into their own, making a slew of really great records. We're going to listen to one right now from the most recent, The Errant Charm. This is a song entitled, Can't You Tell? The album is called The Errant Charm from Vetiver. Jade, is it working for you? I liked this. It was... <laughs> I know. You're laughing, Dave. I am. It's, you're funny today. <laughs> well, I like this album. <laughs> I know. It's because everything's sort of folky yeah. today, so I'm feeling very folksy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was it was just a gentle album. You know, at times reminding me of Paul Simon, The Shins, a little bit of the Velvet Underground going yeah. on mm-hmm. in this album, too. There's some weird in there. Yeah. It is soft, isn't it? That's the word it's that kept popping, popping into my head as I was listening to this. Soft. But it's not a twee little folk no. album. No. No. There's a lot of, like, cool drum machine beats throughout the record that I think keep it interesting. It's never, like, really driving. They're all kind of lazy, but they're there. But then the rest of the stuff is just so... Muted. Yeah, and like gently laid over the rest of it. You know, I heard lots of like Fleet Foxes in particular on the first track. You know, there's so many nice harmonies, and they have that California lazy kind of groove going on that it's kind of appealing, especially for this time of the year as we approach the dog days of summer when you occasionally want sort of a laid-back folk-influenced record with some nice, sweet California harmonies and the like. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like druggy, though, to me. Well, I mean, it was... not so much. It wasn't like a... Not in an animal collective sort of way? No, or? it's not like an acid thing at all. It's Fleet way foxes. more of a Xanax. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's it's really mellow. They're like meditations. It's like the high you get after a good yoga class. <laughs> well, he's basically sighing out all of yeah. his lyrics. Yeah, it does feel very much like you are doing some sort of yoga pose just listening to it. And Jay, you're talking about Velvet Underground. I heard that big time on uh, Ride, Ride, Ride. 
Track say, number eight. I was gonna say faint praise reminded me exactly of Femme Fatale. Yeah. All alone, you prefer it that way. Quiet unknown, to stay. The air Velvet Underground Feelies mm-hmm. kind of deal. I thought this was a solid album, you know, and I see why Gary Loris toured with these guys. They have a little bit in common musically. and uh, They've toured with some interesting people. Yeah. I think they did some stuff also with Vashti Bunyan. Yeah, the know, 60s folky, late 60s, yeah. Yeah, dream folkster. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if this is going to be the next big sub-pop record. This doesn't have maybe Shin's appeal, but maybe it could. It's possible. It's, it's possible. hard to say. It's in that same Fleet Foxes kind of mode, not yeah. that distant from like an Animal Collective either, or Grizzly Bear for that matter. But a lot less profound. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not every track on this album worked. Track number five, Foggy Motion, that's one I didn't much care for. Street lights Kind of late '70s sounding. I you didn't really like that uh, that little Latin uh, drum machine beat. Not so there. much. I, I kind of dug that thing. Yeah. So yeah. besides that one, the record was pretty agreeable. Uh, Wonder Why, number seven, that had a nice jangly kind of a thing. had a little bit of that jangly thing so do these guys and that's mm-hmm. kind of a good thing so I thought this was a pretty solid album and this is the fifth record the last mm-hmm. one actually I spent a lot of time with Tight Knit the first on the Sub Pop label and so if you get into this there's a lot more to be had out there mm-hmm. it's uh, the Aaron Charm album it's new from Vetiver this is Music Ads from 89.3 The Current Jade it's your turn so my pick was Tao and Mira it started off as a one-off show and then it sparked a mini tour and then they decide why not do a two-week session in the studio? And they recorded an album aptly named Tao in Mira. And both singers have developed a name for themselves as sort of solo artists. Mira as more of a folky singer-songwriter with a breathy voice. And Tao with the group, the Get Down, Stay Down. They're a little bit more raw, a little bit more rockin'. And pulling them together is another friend, Meryl Garbus, better known as Tune Yards. And she brings her knack for sonic dissidence and creativity to the album as their producer. Their styles have found a nice balance on the album, while some songs still seem to lean towards the strengths of one of them or the other. Some of the best moments on the album are when the styles merge and join together, and it becomes more than just the sum of their parts. Check out it happening on this track. It's the first track called Eleven. I'm a traveling gentleman. I knew I would come back again. I swear our days are not lost on me. Please. 
new self-titled album from Tao and Mira. Dave, is it working for you? Man, this record's playful and fun and perfect for this time of year. And for whatever reason, I just couldn't get into it. Uh-oh. I know, I know. And the funny thing is, is there's nothing I can say that I really disliked about it. In fact, a lot of it, you know, I was like, that's interesting. That's interesting. But there's nothing that I can say really wowed me. So it just sort of passed for me. Meh. That's what sort of happened after I listened to this thing. I will say this. I think part of it is that I really liked the Tao with the Get Down, Stay Down record. Yeah. I thought that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. That was super fun. And I liked the way that she fit into that. And I really like Mira's stuff, too, on her own. I didn't always necessarily like the way that they worked together. And my favorite songs on this record were the Mira thing, specifically the tune Spaced Out Orbit. Nobody's right, they say. Nobody's wrong, they say. We are judging and good. And we have it our way. Yes, we I'll be listening to that five years from now for sure. But, you know, I think part of it is just like Tao's sort of the Jolie Holland vocal style. I've just heard so many people kind of doing that lately that I'm sort of over that. So I don't think it's a bad record by any means. It just like it didn't grab me. It was hit or miss for me as well. But there was plenty of moments that I really liked in this album. Little Cup track number three. I thought that was a nice little folk tune. Very casual, kind of laid back and uh, not nearly as eclectic as the other couple of them. So I thought that was pretty agreeable. And that the Mira songs I seem to gravitate more towards she as well. She has some kind of voice on her, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's the thing. I just felt like Tao was totally underutilized. And when she did sing, mm-hmm. it was sort of like she was trying a little bit too hard and then sort of just gave up and was like, I'll play guitar. Yeah. And, you know, there were still other songs I enjoyed, too. I enjoyed uh, the last track. I thought it was kind of cool. There was almost a slide guitar thing happening on that one. Yeah, twinkie. Yeah, I agree with that square neck. And what's funny is their drum kit is actually just pots and pans. And you can hear that on square neck. Like I was hearing the tinny drum hit. And in my mind, I was like, yes, that is definitely a pan used as a drum. Yeah, kind of an almost uh, old school blues tune. Thought that was kind of good. And uh, the best, I thought, collaboration of the two of them was uh, track number seven, How Dare You. No, you can't lay there. That's where we used to sleep. I swear it happens better when it happens again I told you from the start I could only see the end Sugar, if you show you're going We'll move a little slower then If you want I could be decent You gotta let me know when I love the simplicity with that one. I thought that was really nice too. Yeah, that was just basically a conversation back and forth. I had read that Tao actually wrote that, but never recorded it because she felt like she needed two different voices to get it down. 
Suddenly she had them. I know, like a magical moment. So yeah, the production throughout I thought was hugely interesting. Props to Meryl on the production of this album. It's lots of hand clapping and uh, foot stomping and the simplicity of this album I thought was really cool all in all. Yeah, I think it's a little underwhelming in general, but it's not a bad album. Not bad. And what's wrong with that? (laughs) (laughs) It's the new album from Tao and Mura. This is Music Heads from 89.3 The Current. Now it's time for the portion of the show where we invite you to get involved. It's the musical question of the week, and here's how it works. Every week we'll ask a question. You can join in. My guests and I will start off, then invite you to answer online. Today's question, with all the rain and thunder and lightning of late, what's your favorite stormy weather song? We'll start with you, Jade. I went with the obvious. Stormy Weather, as done by Billie Holiday. Ah. It's been Mm -hmm. done by so many people, but Mm -hmm. I think she captures this raw and rough, sort of just like the weather we've been getting. You know, Lena Horne does a really beautiful version, but I think hers is just too clean for the storminess of that song. So that's my pick. Life is bare, gloom and misery everywhere, stormy weather. Just can't get my poor self together. I'm weary all the time. The time. Speaking of feeling the ache, that's one thing that Billie Holiday could always get you to do. Oh, man, yeah. Nice pick. Dave, how about you? Man, I feel like I cheated on this question. Well, actually, I cheated because you, I borrowed it you from borrowed your Facebook it from, page. Uh, from Facebook. Because I was about uh, two weeks ago now, I was trying to put together a rain mix between the bands at yeah. Rock the Garden. So I was in case to come it rained? In case it rained. So we had a bunch of songs <laughs> about rain. And I was kind of stumped, so I threw it out to the listeners. And you know what? The one song that came back in that I was like, you're right. There's a lot of songs that have rain or storm or snow or whatever, but they're not about a storm. Yeah. But the song... The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald is about a huge storm ah. and a boat going down. And I think in the end, like, that's one of my all-time favorites, just like the way that they do it. I mean, it's really corny, but um, something about that song, even though it's like just mega 70s, you know, and the guitar and everything on it, still to me, it'll always be endearing and I'll always be like, oh, I feel like I'm on the boat going down. The lake, it is said, never gives up her dead when the skies of November turn gloomy. With a load of iron ore, 26,000 tons more than the Edmund Fitzgerald weighed empty. That good ship and true was a bone to be chewed when the gales of November came early. I heard a story about him coming out at the beginning of the night and uh, putting on his guitar and saying, All right, let's get this over with. <laughs> Was that in the Twin Cities? As yeah, well? maybe. I don't know. I can't remember where it. But that's like the funniest story I've ever, I've ever heard about it performed. Just, just give me my paycheck and I'll get out of here. Here comes six minutes of the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. <laughs> I've done it seven thousand times. <laughs> well, should we go to my pick now? Yeah. Do you yeah. Talk well, yeah what was your that? What was your pick? Well, you know, I think I actually used uh, Wayne Hancock a while ago, but mm-hmm. this song is so great. It's called Thunderstorms and Neon Signs. It's about a guy, you know, being out on the road a lot like Wayne Hancock is. You know, he probably does two, three hundred shows a year. And uh, one of the first songs he ever recorded was this one. It was later done by Hank Three. And just a song all about being on the highway in the midst of a thunderstorm and the relief you get when you see the neon signs of a motel or whatnot. 
when you're you know out in the stormy night and he delivers it in this sort of Hank Williams style and to me it's perfect I got a real This here Motel 11 is the only life for me And it looks like it'll be raining for quite some time And mixed with the lightning is the glow from a neon sign Good pick, so, man. that's my pick. We want to know what yours is. What's your favorite stormy weather song? Chime in at thecurrent.org and look for music heads. In this episode, we discussed Bon Iver's new self-titled album, also the errant charm from Vetiver, and the new one from Tao and Mira as well. I want to thank Dave and Jade for joining me today for Music Heads. Yeah, as always, a pleasure. Yeah, it was great to be here. Mm -hmm. It's a wrap. Thanks for checking it out. You can subscribe to the podcast of the show by clicking on Music Heads when you go to thecurrent.org. The program is produced and edited by Scott Adamson. Yours truly is the executive producer. Peter Valley and Brett Baldwin are the podcast production coordinators. Julia Schrankler manages our show's online discussion, which you can join. Go to thecurrent.org and look for music heads, then follow the links to join the discussion. Thanks to members of Minnesota Public Radio make shows like this one possible. I'm Bill DeVille from 89.3 The Current, part of Minnesota Public Radio. Music heads, is it working for you? Lord, I showed the thunderstorms and neon signs.